1: Again, we read that a fool and his folly, they continually bring disorder, they continually bring damage. We find that a fool is is actually blind to the good things of God and to the order and the, the, the reality and the truth of God. We find that a fool in his foolishness has this continual, continual effect of disrupting order and particularly fools in places of authority but and fools that have been entrusted with responsibility. Oh man, Proverbs warns against that over and over and over again.
0: Sometimes it can be easy to feel like God has abandoned us or that those we see making sinful choices have gotten off easy or even had better luck than us. Pastor David tells us not to despair. Perhaps you're in a hard moment in your life and you wonder why others have got it so easy. But remember, God is always with you. And he never forgets your struggles. Don't lose sight of why you're fighting through this difficult journey we call life. Your life will not end in death, for God has promised his believers the gift of everlasting life with him. Now here's Pastor David in the book of Proverbs chapter 19 as he continues his message.
1: the parallel of what they're talking, but also that antithetic. They're saying two opposing things. The false balance is an abomination. The, the, the accurate weight is his delight. So do you, do you get the idea of, of what they're saying there on that? The second kind of parallelism that we see within Proverbs is what they call synonymous parallelism. And if you know the word synonymous, that means they're, they're saying the same thing, in essence, twice. Again, part of the style of Hebrew poetry. Look at uh, chapter 19, verse 5. And, and these are all through uh, uh, Proverbs. These are just random picks here that I'm pulling. Again, it's a, it's a combination of phrases. They're, they both say the same point or, or cover the same idea, but just in a, a different way or a different light. So Proverbs 19, verse 5, a false witness will not go unpunished. A liar will not escape. They're saying, in essence, the same thing, synonymous. They're saying it parallel. So antithetic, they're saying two opposite things. Synonymous parallelism, they're saying the same thing two different ways, driving home the point. And then the third one is what they call synthetic or progressive parallelism. So you say something, and then you add more on top of it. Not necessarily the same thing, but you just add more. Kind of like saying, man, not only is he tall, but he's heavy. Two different things you're just adding on top of what you're saying. Look at uh, Proverbs 20, verse 4, as a sample. Proverbs 20, verse 4. A lazy person does not plow in season. Harvest comes... There's nothing to be found. You see the two different things? Plowing in season is at the beginning of the season. The harvest is a little bit later. So not only does he not plow at the beginning of the season, but there's nothing for him to harvest. So it adds on top of it. There's probably some better ones than that for the synthetic, but that's kind of the idea. Now, there's a a number of themes that we find woven all throughout Proverbs. I'm not gonna take the time to look at each one of these tonight just simply for the time amount but you'll see he speaks a lot about liars all through proverbs uh, again he's warning that young man man lying is not good god hates lying lying is not good in your relationship with other people do not lie speak the truth it's all through there woven throughout all the proverbs the other thing is this whole idea of the evil way now, the evil way means that you're not walking in a righteous way, okay? There's a multitude of ways we can walk in evil ways. Running around with evil company, there's warnings there about, hey, don't go with the ones that say, hey, come on, let's get together, let's jump somebody, let's kill them, let's take all their money. Man, we can do this right away. And you're saying whoa, you don't want to be a part of that. You don't want to be a part of that evil way. You see it all throughout Proverbs. Uh, the immoral woman or as I call it, the wicked woman. Uh, She's spoken about all throughout Proverbs about, again, avoiding that wicked woman. And just as wisdom stands in the streets and cries out for men to come and and learn from her, so the immoral woman, the wicked woman, calls. And again, she has all the perfume, she has all the draw, she's pulling. And again, um, Solomon, or the writer of Proverbs, he declares to the young man, he says, man, don't listen to that. Don't even go near that turn, go the other way. Uh, The whole idea about gossiping or being warned against flatterers, being cautious against those that are prideful and you not being prideful. He compares uh, the righteous with the wicked over and over in many of these parallels in in the same verses. He also compares, again, that whole idea of, of the wise and the fool. The wise man does this, but the fool does this. Uh, and the whole course of wisdom, all of that found within the book. As a matter of fact, wisdom wisdom actually becomes a, a prominent character within all of Proverbs. The words wise or wisdom are actually listed over 110 times in the 31 chapters of Proverbs. And actually, one of them, wise or wisdom, is listed in every chapter. Wisdom also uh, becomes personified as a woman. But one of the other things that we look and see and understand about wisdom, I think we could also many times parallel that that word of or the the, the person of wisdom in Proverbs literally to Christ. And we'll look at that in, in just a moment. Wisdom literature itself, addresses things that are, that are common to most every person, regardless of age, uh, regardless of the era, uh, the culture, the economy, the education. Wisdom literature is for all men in every walk of life. There, there, there's truisms within wisdom literature that, that transcend or go through the walls of, of prejudice and the walls of class. These words ring true in all peoples throughout all ages, and we find very quickly, this is the important part, wisdom is not synonymous with education, because education does not always bring with it wisdom. There's a lot of smart people doing a lot of dumb stuff in this world, amen? Some of them are in Washington, but they're scattered all over, okay? Some of the primary characteristics that we find in in, in wisdom literature, like Proverbs, they include, but they're not necessarily limited to, the following. Most often, they address simple situations or questions that we have in life. How do I deal with my children? Raise up a child and the way he should go. When he's old, he won't depart from it. You know, correct a child when he's wrong. You won't kill him. Uh, you know just simple realities and truths like this: how to avoid unnecessary conflict? Uh, a soft answer turns away wrath. You know these kinds of things we find all throughout proverbs um, the, the, the 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 nature of power uh, of, of being placed in authority that sometimes people in authority goes to their heads and they do the wrong thing and they treat people the wrong way. Uh, the need for hard work. hey, consider the ant you sluggard. Uh, you know, uh, get up and get your job done. Uh, and, and again, just looking at practical, ordinary stuff. And that's, that's what I love about Proverbs. In, in this kind of things, you find very little, if any, interest in, in say, history or, or in politics at all. It deals with just everyday situations that we live into. Although wisdom, we know, is it, it, granted to us by God, It's not really a a, a divinely revealed truth that we see here in Proverbs. It doesn't address the human condition from a divine or a spiritual perspective per se, although we do find early on when he says that it's the fear of the Lord that's the beginning of knowledge. And we find that whole phrase, the fear of the Lord is this and this all throughout Proverbs. But nowhere in Proverbs do we have thus saith the Lord. But we do understand that these are principles that go right along with the kingdom of God's plans and purposes are for us. In in, in the midst of it all, we find that wisdom brings with it that, that reflection of order, of divine order. Because again, we read that a fool and his folly, they continually bring disorder, they continually bring damage. We find that A fool is is actually blind to the good things of God and to the order and the, the, the reality and the truth of God. We find that a fool in his foolishness has this continual, continual effect of disrupting order. And particularly fools in places of authority. But and fools that have been entrusted with responsibility. Oh man, Proverbs warns against that over and over and over again. You don't want to do it. It's very easy, again, that you can see uh, that, that personified figure, wisdom, uh, again, be, being almost divine in the midst of it, given a female personification. Uh, and again, like I said, it looks at parallel between wisdom and Christ. In chapter eight, it says that Wisdom that she was with God from the beginning. Now, that's a a, a lovely way of stating, again, almost that parallel of wisdom and Christ. And by and large, we find wisdom as being, for the most part, wisdom is socially conservative. There's not any wild things that are going on. Wisdom is, is grounded in tradition Wisdom is grounded in the observation of, of the human uh, life and, and the way that we live and the way that we respond. The fact that the text of Proverbs, again, uh, over time, uh, continues and repeats this thing over time, suggests really that, that wisdom is rooted not only in the human condition, and the need to take care of certain things, but also in how the divine interacts with that human condition. Again, we're not speaking at that point of a salvation issue, but it's speaking of the wisdom of God working within the situation of man. Again, it's not unique. It doesn't find its genesis within uh, the, the Hebrew culture. Some have even stated that, that some uh, of what uh, Solomon uh, is quoted as saying was possibly lifted from or acquired from other cultures, uh, either during, during the, his time or even before that. I have no problem with that because, again, we, we know that Solomon was wise enough to glean from the best cultures that were around him. And if you come up and you tell me something that's very true and very real, hey, I'm going to take it on as my own. And we say, man, that's a good thing. That's a solid thing. And so I have no problem with that at all. One of the things we need to realize about the Proverbs, though, and again, this is very, very important for us, is that the Proverbs are a principle. They're not a promise. The Proverbs are a principle. They're not a promise. As soon as you start gleaning from the Proverbs and saying, that's a promise of God, I've got it right here, Proverbs, so it's am I'm gonna say, hold on a second. You got the wrong idea, you got the wrong understanding of why that book is there and the, the words within that book. We, we look at it, and, and just to give you an idea of this and the understanding, to help drive it home. Throughout the book of Proverbs, there is this concept, of this, this, this declared statement over and over that those who choose wisdom, and those who follow God are going to be blessed in, in, in a multitude of ways. And I have no problem with that. As a matter of fact, it says, if, if, if you choose wisdom and if you follow God, Proverbs nine eleven says, for by me, speaking of God or speaking of wisdom, your days will be multiplied and your life will be added to you. Now, if you look at that and you say, well, that's a promise of God, you're going to be sorely disappointed when you suddenly realize, you know what? I've seen righteous people die at a young age. I've seen people who have a great heart for God and are very loving toward the things of God die at a young age. So how does that fit? It's a principle. It's not a promise. Uh, some say, hey, if, if, if I follow after wisdom and if I love God, then as Proverbs fourteen eleven tells me, the house of the wicked will be overthrown, but the tent of the upright will flourish. That means I'm going to be prosperous in this world as long as I'm following after God. And yet the problem is, is we still see some who are faithful to the Lord that struggle financially We still see some who love the Lord and these last couple of days, their house has been burnt down in California. Over the last couple of weeks, their house has been flooded or or blown off the map by hurricanes down in the South. You see, these are principles. They're not promises. Because otherwise, we look at that and say, well, God's a liar. His word's not true. His word is true and God is true if we take it in the context of what he's saying, when he says it. Why, Proverbs eleven thirteen 13 through 18 says, that happy is the man who finds wisdom and the man who gains understanding. For her proceeds, the wisdom's proceeds, are better than the profits of silver. Her gain, better than fine gold. She's more precious than rubies, and all the things you may declare cannot compare with her. Length of days is in her right hand, and in her left hand, riches and honor. Her ways are ways of pleasantness, and all her paths are peace. She is a tree of life to those who take hold of her, and happy are all who retain her. So, man, I've got length of days. I've got prosperity. I've got all this going to me. Why? Because I'm trying to live a good and a righteous life the problem is is it's not a formula it's 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 not a if you do a and b god will do c in this this is not a formula this is just again the declaration of by and large man when we're living the right way we're going to be blessed but you know what we still live in a fallen world disease still comes catastrophes still comes Accidental things still happen because we live in a fallen culture. But by and large, the principle, still it remains true, but we don't hold on to it as a promise. Proverbs 12, 21 says, no grave or severe trouble will overtake the righteous, but the wicked shall be filled with evil. I don't know. I see some evil people living pretty good. I see some evil people that, man, it just seems like they're skating along. We looked at, uh, uh, again, the, the, the psalm, I think it's 73, uh, Asaph's psalm, he says, man, I looked at that and I looked at the evil people and how everything was doing good. And I figured, man, it was worthless for me to keep my hands clean. He said, until I went to the temple and, and I saw that their end. You see, grave trouble does come to the righteous sometimes. And sometimes the wicked, again, their life does seem like it's going easy. It's not a promise, it's a principle. Because there are those that will go through grave troubles. Real quick, a couple of more. Proverbs, how many of you know Proverbs 22 6? Train up a child in the way they should go. And when they're old, they will not depart from it. That's not a promise. That is a principle. The principle is, is that we do what is responsible for our parts as parents or grandparents in training up that child in the way they should go. And I've heard a lot of teachings about what that means and, uh, and, and all that we're not going to get into tonight. But the problem is there are still going to be some children who rebel. There's still going to be some children that never come to the Lord. Because in their free will, and their free design, they reject the truth of what God is doing in your life, they reject the truth of God's word, and they reject the love of God. I don't tell you all of these things to get you to doubt God's word. That's not the point. But that you and I would understand that these sayings within the Proverbs, again, they are principles of life and not promises. But even as I say this, we do know that those that reject these words, they're going to suffer shame. They're going to suffer death. They're going to suffer the rejection of God in their lives. Proverbs 3.35 says, the wise shall inherit glory. Well, that's a not only a principle within Proverbs, but that's a promise that we find all throughout scripture, okay? So in that case, we see that principle actually being fulfilled as a promise, that the wise, the ones who choose God, because the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. So wherever he says the wise, that means the ones that are choosing God, the ones that are following after God. He says, the wise shall inherit glory. In other words, that we, we, we come to glory. We, we have salvation because we're wise, because we come to faith. And again, the spoken word, we believe the written word. We come into that understanding. He says, but... Shame shall be the legacy of fools. And again, that's fulfilled. That's fulfilled in everyone. And and a fool is the one who has said in his heart, there is no God. Because a fool is one who has rejected God. And shame will be his legacy. One other, Proverbs 10, 21. The lips of the righteous feed many. Many. But fools die for lack of wisdom. Now, that's a reality. That's a truth that we see, again, all through Scripture. Those that, again, are are righteous, man, our righteousness spreads out from us like a a fragrant incense that, again, in the righteousness of our lives, it spills out on other people. If we're walking in righteousness and obedience to the Lord Uh, it's going to spill out in a situation at the restaurant or at the store. It's going to spill out in a situation with our families, our neighbors, our coworkers. If we're walking in righteousness before the Lord, it's going to show in how we respond in situations. And we spill out. The lips of the righteous feed many. But fools die for lack of wisdom. And again, that wisdom, that lack of wisdom means a rejection of the things of God and because they reject the things of God, then literally they have no spiritual nourishment, no enrichment within their lives. They try to feed on everything that the world has to offer, but everything that the world has to offer ends up being just like cotton candy. It tastes really good and sweet for a moment, but it does absolutely no good for the soul. A fool dies for lack of wisdom. Guys, there's so much within the book of Proverbs. 31 chapters, and you may have heard it, and I'll close with this. I've heard it said a proverb a day keeps the devil away. Uh, you know, a chapter of Proverbs, you can do a full chapter of Proverbs. I wanna tell you, that's a lie. I'll tell you what is true. A chapter a day will strengthen you in the battle that the devil's bringing on to you, Okay. A chapter of Proverbs a day because it's just, it's just wisdom from God. It's wisdom from God. And again, we look at that and say, man, that just flat out makes sense. Why aren't we living that way? Why? Because too often we reject the wisdom of God and try to live after the ways of man. And we never, ever get filled or satisfied because it keeps wanting more, and more and more oh by the way that's a proverb also open our us from within by the open
0: that's all we have time to share today but we're so glad you've joined us isn't the Bible a fascinating book to read there's incredible historical events crazy scenarios and a variety of people to keep you intrigued along the way We hope you'll continue to join us here on The Open Word as Pastor David takes you through the Bible. If what you heard today sparked your interest and you'd like to know more about faith and even who God really is, please contact us. We'd love to talk more with you and share some even more incredible news about your future and the one who can change it, Jesus. Give us a call at 520-836-9676. Again, that's 520-836-9676. If social media is a part of your life, you can connect with us there, too. Come like our Facebook page and keep up to date with what's happening at The Open Word and Calvary Chapel Casa Grande. You'll find a link to our website, theopenword.com. Would you like to hear more messages from this series? Here's Pastor David to tell you how.
1: Thanks, Chris. You know, any time you spend in God's Word is valuable, and I'd like to encourage you to do it as often as possible. I know busy schedules can make that hard, but being able to listen to it could just change all that. All of the messages I've shared from the Bible here on The Open Word, they're available to you to listen to online at theopenword.com. Feel free to download them and even share them with anyone you think would benefit. That website again is theopenword.com
0: Thanks, Pastor David, and thank you for tuning in to The Open Word. Make us more and more